This is the Real Estate, Sex, and Gossip Podcast. Brought to you by Loco TV and a real Panamanian. Paul, I'm going to get rid of that before the words come on. I, think it's <laughs> I was going to say, I was about to start singing. <laughs> I know, but it's also, I think we can get away with fair use right there without going too much further. I love that song. <laughs> hey, guys. How, How are we, do, how we doing? Good. I am going to quickly get my name out of the way. I'm going to be the referee of this as they've already publicly advertised Throwdown, which I'm excited to see. So that's what it said in Totally Tubular. I'm waiting for that. That's what we're doing. I'm Brian Upton, your referee. And sitting on my left, Paul Locatelli. And on my right, Brian Diego. So let's get it right out of the way first here. Um, what is this podcast? How do we get here? Well, let's talk about that. Brian wanted to do a podcast his whole entire life, and he finally got the money because we just found out he just got a increase in his raise. We won't tell people how he got an increase, but we'll come back to that. So I'm going random here. I don't know what this is. Oh, I don't like it. We'll come back to this. I got to get a breaking <laughs> news one. Breaking news. Brian got a raise. No, we'll try. We'll keep. Well, we'll try that one again. But bre- breaking news once again. Brian got a double raise. <laughs> Is so it, he wants a podcast. <laughs> so he gets to pay for a podcast now. He, he can finally afford it. Brian's all smiles. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I never see him so fucking happy in my life. It's like he won the fucking lotto. It's the first podcast I've ever hosted where I had to sign an NDA before we started. <laughs> <laughs> Unlucky him. So let's, let's get back to it. Let's get back to the arc of you guys. Um, and I guess we can combo this a little bit. You know, Paul, introduce yourself just quickly and then we'll get on to it. Um, Brian, you know, so they can kind of recognize the voices. And then let's talk about what this podcast is going to be and how we got here. All right. I'm uh, Paul Locatelli. You know, we got to start a podcast here. It'd be kind of fun. Talk about real estate, talk about life, talk about, you know, everything. This will not be your normal podcast about real estate. Hey, I buy a house. How do I buy a house? You know, all that, you know, not not nuts and bolts stuff, which is kind of cool and, and so forth, but uh, more real stuff. Right. So we're definitely going to come down to that, you know. A lot of people know me. A lot of people don't know me. Um, you know, the basics is born and raised here in Santa Cruz all my life. Grew up here, went to high school here, moved away, did modeling, came back, had kids at a young age, and figured out something else to do in my life. And I had to figure out, and be, instead of being a model, I had to become a realtor. I did pull a little of that up, and I do a, one, I think it might be a whole podcast episode, the Blue Steel book. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I only ran across a couple from the early 90s, and I, I think, I think, you might have like a legitimate lawsuit. <laughs> I actually can go after. I think Zoolander. you got those guys. I don't think that was them, dude. Uh, I think that was you. I was. It was Blue Steel back in the day. Me and Johnny Versace. The original. <laughs> Brian? Blue Steel. Oh, we could go on forever with this one. Um, well, uh, my name's Brian DiDiego. Um, on the podcast, I'm a real Panamanian. I'm the only 100% real Panamanian oh, in the California. Um, so you guys will see that, and you'll learn a lot about my my history. But uh, Father of four, got an amazing family. Um, have a decent business partner across from me. And um, my point of the podcast was, you know, we're getting old as fuck now. And we have a lot of stories. And I think a lot of people are going to want to hear these stories. It's not just going to be about real estate. We're actually going to bring a ton of community members in. Uh, we're going to bring lots of business owners in. I mean, this is going to be a podcast you're going to want to download and not miss. Because it's it's no bar, no nonsense. We're we're gonna lay it out on the table, and uh, I'm looking forward to this. I like that. I don't even think we talked about that, but I think that 
element, Brian, is really going to be key because I think the success you guys have had in real estate, if we bring in the community, we can find like little, I'm not going to be cheesy about it, but like TED Talk kind of like conversations. What, make, what makes people great? What makes them good at what they do? Um, so I'm excited. That little nugget, I didn't even know we were going to go down, down that path, and I like that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited about it. And, you know, I love you mentioned the word great, and I'll just start it off. I mean, there's no great real estate company here in Santa Cruz. There's some good ones, right? you know, but good to great. It's an amazing book. And, you know, we're, we're striving for different things, and we got to, which we'll share some personal things with everybody. But I want everyone to really get to know, like, me personally, because they know what they've heard. And now they're going to hear it out of my mouth. Yeah, everybody hates his ass. <laughs> I would say 90% of Santa Cruz. You guys have skillfully <laughs> explained to me. Um, all that would be under the umbrella of real estate. Now let's get to the hard part. Yeah. It's not the name of the podcast. Oh shit. The I'll, name of the podcast, uh, Brian, Brian take it, named it. take it away, Brian. Um, so the name of our first podcast is, uh, sex and real estate. Uh, why both are good as young adults. And basically this is Paul and Brian's story and I'll let Paul start, but I, I just want to say one thing. It's, um, you guys can guess, but one of us was getting laid a lot while we were young. And the other one of us was actually building a real estate empire. Oh, now he's staring at me because, yeah, the, the good old 90s here comes back around. You know, sex and real estate. What, what is sex and real estate? Everybody, everybody wants to have sex and everybody wants to buy, buy a house, right? That's what everybody wants back then and still now. So, you know, a lot of things. Uh, yeah, I was not buying houses at a young age. I was doing other things in my life and traveling the world and having a good time. And uh, I don't understand. Well, yeah, you, people want to try to dig things out. My wife may or may not like this, but, you know, she was young, too, and she was rambunctious like the rest of us. So uh, I was not buying houses. I was having the sex, and Brian was buying the houses. So he wanted to come up with the sex and house thing. I'm like, great. I should have bought more houses back then instead of having more sex. Is that what it is? It really actually, now that you put it that way, it sounds like it's more this whole podcast is a little bit of a setup. <laughs> no shit. It sounds like a setup right now. <laughs> Not Brian laughing. <laughs> I'm learning a lot. In this right now. Is that about right, Brian? Like, is that, is that how you kind of? I, I just think when you're young and I, you know, we're reaching out to different demographics as you're going to see through each one of these podcasts, but the, when you're young right now, and we have so many entrepreneurs with how the world changed through COVID, I, I, I think real estate is a really big thing a lot of people don't think about because they don't think about when you're 50, how am I going to retire? Right. And I think once they hear this and as they keep listening, they're going to understand, you know, actually these guys are, we're opposites in a lot of things, um, but we work well together. Right. Yeah. And I, yeah, I was acquiring, you know, while, while Paul was, sorry, Kimmy, while Paul was getting laid a lot. And, and so uh, <laughs> I want, you know, hold on, I'm going to start. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> no, just, just a running tone. <laughs> uh, so I've seen a lot of houses. Yeah. That's traveling fun. around. Well, that's I saw fun. the world. That's something. That's you know, a, I knew one place to start. There's no doubt about there that. There you go. You've probably seen a lot of bedrooms, right, Paul? <laughs> I've seen a lot of houses. No. <laughs> the um then let's go uh I'm curious, just as kind of a, a bystander like the small journey to real estate. So we've got the, I've got the big parts of it. You both are good to great at what you do. And you both started as youngsters in high school and you were apparently as a freshman in high school buying real estate and Paul was um, screwing around. But honestly though, on a serious tip, like what, like from you leaving, you know, high school, what, how did you find your way to real estate? You know what? It's a great question because truthfully I had no, 
plan of getting married at a young, young age. Yeah. And I was in Australia. And I'm, actually, I can remember the day and time sitting on the beach in Australia, 93, I think it was, 94, um, probably 94, when I was there, sitting there, just looking out, going, you know what? What the hell am I going to do with my life? And I was 23 at the time. Yeah. Didn't go to college. I was doing successful in, in real estate. And the funny thing is I came back from Australia on Christmas Eve and literally I had a hairdryer that I was, I, well, the hairdryer is a whole nother freaking podcast, but uh, I was moving out of my house when I came back from Australia and the hairdryer was my wife, Kimmy's. Yeah. She, we were at a party or at, we were at a function. She forgot it at the house. This was two years ago. Yeah. But I still had the hairdryer for two years. Showed up at Kimmy's house, dropped it off to her. She's like, what the hell are you doing? You know, thanks, but no thanks. You know, what, what are you doing with the hairdryer here yeah. still for, for so long? So fast forwarding now, we got together. We had kids at a young age. And for young as we were, I had to figure out what, what else to do in life. Right. You know, I can't be a model and keep traveling the world and dragging her around and dragging a one-year-old around. So we moved back to Santa Cruz. And I'm like, you know, I can pound nails and go back to construction or, you know, try this real estate thing. You know, I was going to do it in 97 because I was doing the class down there in L.A. with Fred Sands, which was one of the biggest real estate companies in L.A. at the time. Yeah. And I wish I would have done it there because Million Dollar li Listing wasn't even around. I could have been the Million Dollar li There's Listing no guy. About, yeah. Those guys have nothing on us up here, I can tell you right now. <laughs> you can quote me on that one. I'm coming I, after you. I, I think you just did. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think I need to do that part. So Matt and Josh, obviously that was loco. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was a million-dollar li li listing guy. So, so you know, so I took that from 97 and brought it back up here and said, let's figure this out. And uh, Bailey Properties gave me the, my first shot. That's where I met Brian at. So it was, you know, after that, it was just full force. You know, I had nothing to fall back on. There was no college education. Yeah. And I wasn't going to keep modeling and tra traveling around, so I had to make sure that real estate was my business. That's amazing. And, and you have to make it a business. You do. And I think it gets onto a topic that I'm fascinated with, which is there's always two roads to prosperity. And some of them are that traditional, going to knock out six years, get a piece of paper and become this. The other one is uh, swinging a hammer, uh, getting motivated, finding a plan. And um, they end up at the same place, two different paths, though. And I think that eventually is something we can even dig a little deeper into. Yep. Brian, your journey. Before that, you lost me at on the modeling part yeah what about it is that because you were getting old and a little bit heavier or no no i was still stop <laughs> I, I just i think everybody wants to know hey the modeling was still there it was still great i just didn't want to travel around anymore i was, tired, I was tired of traveling he all looked, over he looked into the mirror one day and it was more of a teal steel <laughs> than blue hey, steel I'm, waiting, still waiting for, it was, I'm still waiting for the more gray gray hair i'm coming back strong <laughs> Plat platinum steel <laughs> platinum steel is coming back i wish you luck <laughs> So, you know, uh, you should shave your head. You're going bald anyway. So what are you talking about? So my, my story is completely different from Paul's. Um, I was a graduate of SoCal High School. Go Knights. Oh boy. And, uh, it's nighttime. It's yeah. They're the worst we school around. It. I can we, tell you right now. We rock it. <clears throat> Even and, football team. So I, uh, <laughs> my mother, uh, she owned a large property management company. And believe it or not, I, I got along with 95% of all the tenants. And so I'm like, oh, this real estate thing might be interesting to me. Um, but I wanted to go to Stanford. Um, my dad, I'll never forget the conversation sitting in our living room because everybody else was going to college. Yeah. So why not me? Um, and my dad looks at me and says, son, you know, you should go to Cabrillo College. 
And then if that's what you want to do, great. He goes, I would pay for you, but you know, you're not smart enough to go to Stanford. And, <laughs> and he goes, I, I think you got to figure out what you want to do first. And I, you know, it was an eye opener for me because all my friends were going to college. Yeah. And I, I wasn't. I mean, I was going to Cabrillo and I'll probably get in trouble, but I did receive a scholarship. They gave me 800 bucks. Um, Bazinga. Then, yeah, I use that for Coors Light. So I'll, I'll probably have to no, be. Yeah, you have to give that back. I know. <laughs> you better donate 800 bucks to Cabrillo College right now. By the way, they're changing the name. So we got to analyze that, though, because that's $800 on Coors Light. What year? So I graduated from SoCal High School in 91. So it was 92, 93. And it's because I'm Panamanian. So oh, here I, we got go, in, Panamanian. I got in. As, I'm just saying, $800, like basically 30, 30 years kind of difference. That's a lot of fucking Coors Light. It was a lot. <laughs> and it was, it was like, I was bawling. I mean, that's just the reality. Oh, boy. Here we go. Um, so I decided to give this real estate thing a shot. And for everyone listening out there, I um, I went and interviewed. And this is no bars. We can say whatever we want. Um, I went and interviewed um, with a couple companies. Um, Cobalt Banker. Um, I'll never forget that interview. Um, Kip Jackson, who owned it. And God bless Kip. He's an amazing person. Um, I had an interview set up with him, uh, 19 years of age. And his uh, secretary came out and said, hey, Kip's not going to have the interview with you. You're too young and you're never going to make it in real estate. Oh. And I was like, wow, <laughs> this is a really good start, right? <laughs> so, so then I went over and talked with Robert Deacon, Monterey Bay Properties, probably the number one realtor in the yeah. county and good guy. And he, he said, look, why don't you go talk to Bailey Properties? They'll train you. And then why don't we talk in a couple of years? And so I went and interviewed with Robert and Paul and yep. they were the only company that wanted me to continue with my degree at Cabrillo. And I could do real estate part-time. Wow. Which I thought was admirable. So, so they saw something in you there a little bit. They saw something. Well, they know what they saw. They saw money. You know, they love money and they like taking half of it. By the way, that's the same thing. I went and interviewed with Mike Whiting at Unique Homes and Land. He told me the same damn thing. He says, you're not going to be good enough. You better go get trained by the Baileys, which Baileys had a good training pro program. I sold 19 homes my very first year. So I <laughs> after that. Loved it. Yeah. So the, the good news is, I, I man, you're angry. Uh, I'm always angry. I, I turned 50, so I'm gonna get angry now. I am. Um, Kimmy says I can get mean now. Unlike Paul, who sold 19 homes, I sold zero my first year. And I was just—it's so funny because the question it, I was gonna ask to follow us up and keep we keep you going, Brian, was the on the outside looking in. To me, it feels like um, the preponderance of the stories is. Um, you basically starve, then you hit one, then you get your confidence going. But it's not necessarily one or the other. It, it is. It can be a wasteland, or you can get a pop early, and then yeah. But it's like an athlete. It's like a. I imagine it's like being an athlete in a lot of ways. Is sometimes you just need to do it right the the one time. Get a you know get a good sort of like sequence or a rep in, and then you then you have confidence in that. Is that kind of what? what yeah, and I am an athlete. Paul's not he played water polo, so let's just all be real. All Here right? we go again. Putting a speedo on and jumping in a pool would look cool. No. Even though it's best in the county. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, it, it's a little luck of the draw. Water I, polo, anytime. I started with this Trevor guy. Trevor Weans, you're not very good either. Ed Janis. He worked at Nob Hill Foods. We started at the same time, and Ed sold a house, and I didn't. And I'm like, oh, my. And I was working twice as hard right, as Ed. Right, But he put balloons on a sign, and he told me that's what it was going to take. You know, so I invested in balloons, and that didn't work. But after a year. Shocker. And this is the one funny thing. After a year, you know, I sold a house right up on Fairway Drive. Walt and Sherilyn Shands, I love you and thank you for having faith in me. And Paul's correct. Um, Robert and Paul Bailey did take 50% of all my, my money. Oh, yeah. But I was still happy as a 20-year-old. Right. I got 3750 bucks. 
That's a lot of Coors Light. It was, right? That's four <laughs> wait, times my scholarship wait. money. <laughs> I, I, I didn't go to finish, but that's like three times the amount of Coors Light. <laughs> but my, all of a sudden... I think we should be sponsored by Coors Light next round. <laughs> we could. My, my second house, though, I saw was over on Bayview Drive on the Bluffs for $760,000 in nineteen. That's amazing. Oh, now, yeah. that is a huge purchase price. Yes. And guess whose house it was? His former house, Kip Jackson, the guy who said I was going nowhere. I took a big picture of my sold sign and sent it right to his office. So basically, both of you guys were told you're going nowhere in this industry. Yep. And you both individually, not knowing each other's point, said, right. outside of that, you're saying I got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying I got a chance. My wife <laughs> calls us dumb and dumber, too. <laughs> Mine was more motivation because I had a wife and oh, kid yeah. in the house. He had himself and nobody. So he was more motivated, I think, because somebody told me he couldn't do it. I was more motivated because I had to take care of a wife, a kid, and another kid coming. So we're still modeling and then still doing the real estate. It's, it's littered. So it is different. It is different, but it also makes me think of off the top of my head, like the Michael Jordan getting cut from his, uh, as a sophomore from basketball. You know, and, it, and, and that was a... You're saying on Michael Jordan? All right. What's that? You're, you're saying I'm, I'm Michael Jordan? Um, I was saying, you're saying oh, I am. Oh, Brian. And, and again, I apologize for Paul. I mean, I'm not gonna, I don't want to insult anybody, but everybody knew I was talking about Brian. Uh, yeah. Oh, dude, athlete. Runners are not athletes. They run around a circle. That's Track people are not athletes. Right, so, so far, we've eliminated water polo runners. We'll just keep this list going and eventually evolve into, I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Exactly. Golf. So, so getting back to where we're going with this, and I know that, um, uh, you know, on the podcast, we had kind of dreamt up some early, but we, I don't want to get too far away also from what we talked about a couple of weeks ago is, is the, and maybe we're covering it. The, this first episode is why, you know, sex and real estate is good at a young age. You know, that, that was kind of the working title that you guys popped off on this one. And maybe we're kind of covering it, you know, a little bit, but it was there something behind that title that you were uh, thinking? I, for me... And I, I, I'm going to speak on behalf of both of us right now. Um, you know, Paul, Paul and I, we're about helping our fellow peer group and the community. We're, we've been blessed for so many years where the community's taken care of us. And to me now, it's about what we've learned on our past and how we can help people. And, you know, my, my thing is, is, you know, my dad made me buy real estate um, because in real estate, you don't have any retirement. And so if people are listening to this and they're in real estate, you know, buying property, whether it's a small interest, you buy it yourself, right. um, it's going to help you in the long game. Um, not only just from a real estate side, but more importantly about your family side. And I really want the people that are 18, 19, 20, or even younger to really put a plan together because you can buy a house. There's a lot of people that are out there and it's going to help you if you're in it for the long game. It, one thing, eventually, if you guys, I don't know if you ever play like those uh, couples games, like card games, that sort of are just like random questions you might ask, like simple ones. And one of them is, what would you, if you could go back, what would you tell your younger self and know that lesson would be learned? My standard answer, somehow, I would knock into my fucking head of what compound interest is and buy <laughs> real estate. Because you, you got to understand, the one thing looking back on his life kind of drags you down the one of the easiest times to buy real estate is when you're younger because your expectations, you can begin that ladder up concept. And I just think it's something we don't drive into. It seems ridiculous to talk about an 18-year-old in real estate, but it's not. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll speak on that because the problem is that they don't teach you that in, in high school. Right. My kids both told me, like, how do you write a check? What's, what's checkbook? That's the number one thing they should teach in high school, how to write a check. 
talk about real world stuff. You know, they all no, graduate, but they don't graduate. Uh, even in college, they don't teach you how to freaking write check, unless you take a CPA class and bookkeeping class. But for, for truth, my parents didn't know. They didn't buy real estate. We were lucky that we inherited some big properties, but it didn't make us weird. Land rich, we're not rich. That's so that's part of this, Paul. And that's where people have to understand that we come from two different backgrounds where Brian's dad can sit here and teach you how to buy a house, why to buy a house. My dad says he never bought a house because you was never taught to buy houses. Right, right. In hey, school, they don't teach they don't teach you. Well, you, anything. you hit it. You hit it on the head. And I went and spoke at a school, actually, um, right when I was twenty high school kids and all they care about what do you drive what do you do this and i said let's have a conversation about cash flow and they all got quiet because they didn't <laughs> know what the hell it was yeah and guess what i'm still living that today because to me it's about cash flow i mean there's a lot of people and darren jacklin said it best one of our mentors you yep. know it's like how many people can walk up to an atm machine and pull out five thousand dollars in cash right and but they're millionaires on paper well guess what right who cares it's about cash flow coming in while your real estate up or down, who cares while it's growing? It's about cash flow. And if kids learn this at a young age, hopefully they'll be sitting there at this podcast sharing stuff that we don't know. And I think what they could do, and I kind of look at it, I think sometimes what they could do is they could make that concept much sexier in high school. What they could do is take Correct. icons they have and say, how do you think that fucker got there? Yeah. Like they might be, maybe you don't have the voice, maybe you're not an athlete, but the fundamentals of what they have that you admire. Like and for us, it'll date us, but you know the whole classic MTV Cribs kind of thing. No, you we know, did we did MTV Cribs, yeah. Well, that's right, yeah. But my point being is, like, you could look Lifestyle at Lifestyle Cribs, baby. Yeah, that might not be you, but the fundamentals are the same in downtown Santa Cruz. Let's say twenty, you know, at the the fundamentals of laddering up the same. So I think that's that's really good stuff. I mean, in high schools, they should be doing it there. They, right? they should be. Period. Yeah, I mean, and and they can they can do it so that it's. Um, I think what they do is they have the um, playbook to get people motivated to do something, which is graduate and go to here or go to there or pick this career. There, there's no reason that shouldn't be a, a basic fundamental of uh, It should be one of the prime courses in school. I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about it. Because, I mean, they'll give you a credit card at 18 years old and you go spend it all your day long, but how are you going to pay it off? Exactly. They don't teach you that the credit cards are, oh, it's free money. It ain't free money. My kid thinks it's free money. And they can't make the argument based on what you guys are saying, that it's any less sexy or harder to teach than calculus, right? I mean, oh, or, or, yeah. or, or you can name any subject that you say a kid can muck his way through that and get a general understanding of Spanish or calculus. There's no reason that if they present it the right way, and it, and it would be 10 times more valuable than the second language. Yeah, I mean, you hit it right on the head. Yeah, And it's important, and hopefully that can change because it needs to. And I don't even know this as far as... Uh, Kind of like this might be a little bit of a, a trap question, but I don't know all the way. You have kids. Yep, three. Three kids. It's Paul. And what are their ages? My daughter's 20. She'll be 25 this year. She's going to hate that. My son is 22, and I have a 13-year-old. She's hating 25. She's got a long road. She's got a long road. road. <laughs> yeah, you think about it. I was When she's turning 25, I was getting married and having her. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I was married at 21, and by 25, we were pregnant with our second. Yeah, so I had two kids. Um, well, go ahead, Paul. You want to get it out of the way? <laughs> no, bitch? no. Go uh, ahead, bitch. Don't worry, motherfucker. I'll get you. Just I, keep talking. I knew this. I, was... uh, <laughs> Dude, he can't just... wait for this. Um, I'll just start it. Uh, I'm in a blended family. Yes, Paul. This is my third marriage. 
Oh, this just got so good. We'll talk about that one later. Uh, but to answer the uh, question. <laughs> depends on how this goes in the next minute. <laughs> I got, I, uh, we're blended. So we got 13, 15, 15, and 17. We're Brady? a hot shit show. You're one short of the Brady Bunch. Yeah, I know. Or no, you have it. 13? No, he needs story. the. Oh, I'm missing. No, you need two more kids. So you need other six. We just have four. You got four. You need two more. Two you, can more. Go, you can go adopt two. <laughs> two more, and you become interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and where's your nanny? Right. Those are that's actually all in the ballpark of what I wanted to ask. Was like so, teens, early twenties. Um, did you sort of practice what you're preaching with your own kids as far as putting some of these fundamentals in? Um, for my kids, I definitely pushed them. Uh, did we buy? We, still buy houses no because we went through a hard time and we'll go through that in 08 and 09 so i lost a lot of money so yeah. i didn't have money to we all have a story there in, invest in so yeah. but for my daughter she was smart she got the education at santa clara university and she goes you know nice. it's a place to go find your rich boyfriend husband or whatever else you want to call it out, <laughs> out there thanks santa clara thanks uncle paul <laughs> we might edit that out. <laughs> no we're not i know because my wife went to the same school at USC, University of Spoiled Children. <laughs> and she was looking for her husband, too, but she found me. Sorry, Poor. Kimmy. Sorry, <laughs> honey. Goddamn hair dryer. <laughs> fucking hair dryer. <laughs> Fuck me all up. That stupid hair dryer cost me more money. I'd be a multimillionaire without, oh, that's without that hair dryer. Hey, Kimmy, that hair dryer blessed him. <laughs> the real so, like, I think we were showing a pattern of getting off track here, which is kind of uh, hilarious. Do we teach what we're preaching? A little um, bit. A little bit. Yeah. So I had to teach my daughter how to write a check, you know? Yeah. And because she graduated from Santa Clara and they didn't teach her how to write a check. Right. So even there. So my son, though, my middle son, he's about saving money. My daughter's about spending money, but she's learning now. She's actually putting away for her own. Uh, retirement already so yeah. she's really pushing that um one thing is her boyfriend definitely helps her out with that because he's put away a lot of money for himself yeah and they're young so w which is great so i'm proud of them uh my my middle one is definitely he wants to be a firefighter and he's all about it he's ready to go and so a smart financial decision too correct you so know. so he's there my youngest my fucking poor kid who knows that poor little bastard <laughs> josephy you are a bastard god, god blesses everyone <laughs> <laughs> he, he might be a billionaire. We just don't know it yet. But, you know, <laughs> that ADD thing that him him and I have is great. That's great. <laughs> Brian? He's like you on roids. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to watch this. Um, Brian, so, what do you tell your 17 children? Yeah, right? So our, it's funny. Um, so I bring, don't get I bring two girls. I bring two girls to the relationship. Yeah. And it is funny. Um, Part of uh, the trust is they can't get married. I mean, they can, but they're not going to see a dollar until 26. Um. And okay, gotcha. And He's so, using money against him already. <laughs> sounds, sounds kind of medieval. I told you, exactly. You know what? You don't get your inheritance unless you go past 26 years old. Father will not release your dowry. <laughs> so, My aunt always told me to go make your own money, motherfucker. That's right. I did. Tiana, go make your own money. So, uh, you know, we have a funny dynamic because Paul and I, obviously, we've been through a lot, but we're obviously super tight and our families are super tight. And so our kids are. And, Paul was just texting with my daughter that your dad's going to buy you a truck. And, and yeah. I'm not. And, and she's oh, like, well, look nice. what Paul's going to do. He, he buys her. I mean, shit. He's bought her so much stuff. It only cost me more money in the long run. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. it. So it, it is kind of funny. It's crafty. Um, but my 13-year-old, Kalia, she's a volleyball star at Mission Hill, and she's a saver. I, I just love that. Yeah. And my daughter, Kiana, is a sophomore basketball player at Santa Cruz High School, and she is the definition of a spender. And I try to talk to her about it, and yeah. she's just like, you know, Dad, no, you know, 
I'm I'm enjoying my best life right now as a sophomore, <laughs> and I'm just going, oh God. Yeah, and that's the interesting part of it. We do this. Uh, we always consider my wife Stacy and I that it's just a it's a constant. It's a petri dish. That's the Upton petri dish, and there's three kids in there. And they're so including staying on topic. Not we know everybody's different. That is amazing to me. Kids in the same household, same models. Yep. Different habits of saving and spending. It's it's, it's amazing. It's mind blowing. Yeah. And maybe, you know what, maybe this is why they don't teach it in high school. Maybe some fuckers had this conversation 60 years ago. I'm like, <laughs> fuck it. Does your kids listen to you? And they're like, no. So like, they, I mean, they do. My daughter does now. I mean, she she listens. Right. And like I said, she's saving now before. No, she's a fucking spender. When daddy comes out, it's spend, spend, spend. My, my youngest, he wants filet mignons. My middle one, he will not spend a dollar. Yeah. He will not spend a dollar. He'll save, save, save. He feels bad for taking a dollar. Yeah. My other two, my youngest and my oldest, they got Kimmy's problem. Yeah, they, they all have their different dynamics. I've never said my Honey, dad. yes, you do. You yeah. spend a lot of money. Yeah. Keep doing it, Cammy. So I think that's um and so Brian, um, as far as and again, I go to my notes also, but just as like a little bit of a, a teaser, you mentioned we're gonna bring community in. Do you have any do we have any guests sort of on the docket that are kind of like our wish list or ones that we kind of feel are gonna be pretty easy to book? Um yeah. I mean we you know, I have a different, um, I'm not going to mention any names yet, right? but we definitely, um, just because of our longevity. In the like from business, industries. Can we talk industries? Yeah, we can, yeah. we can talk industries. We can talk CEOs of um, pretty prominent companies. We can talk professional athletes um, that are going to be coming in. Um, we can talk entertainment, um, which is going to be a great podcast coming in. And then we are saying with your eyes, Paul. You know, well, hey. I'm <laughs> Because I, I don't even know you and Paul, but I think you guys have a secret language going on. Oh, oh, I think I think you're saying words and talking to Paul. Paul is a Paul. Yeah. And I don't no, think no. a lot of people really know this yet. Uh, I, I, www. I, dot porn. But teachers in the community, business leaders, um, we're going to bring in some some real live attorneys. That is going to be hilarious because you're oh, he's a. Dude, he's funny as he's, fuck. He, he's probably I'm one of the sure wealthiest people, that. and you've probably tried to run him over in this county and not even not even. Know he him. doesn't even look like an attorney. He he has long hair, thinks he's a skater, surfer. But this is this is. But he flies a private jet too. Peak my curiosity. Oh yeah. All right. He's let's put it this way. Um, I supported him at a very, and I hope he's listening. I supported him at a very young age. Yeah. While he was skating, um, but he was smart. He actually went out and bought the first four pages of ATT for attorneys in yellow pages and went back and sold them to all the actual attorneys. Brilliant. And he's an entrepreneur. Um, he's a cheap bastard and we hang out to this day, but nothing's changed. He said, I like our relationship when you paid for everything. So you're going to continue to pay for everything. Even though he sued him his first marriage around, he handled my first divorce. <laughs> the first wife got a lot. Yeah. I was going to say, and so did the attorney. Then. Yeah, yeah, that's why they're they're still friends. Yeah, they're, yeah exactly. he wants a third one though. Yeah. He, he told the, me I'm gonna get the rest. Yeah, <laughs> the third one has a lot more. Brian seems like kind of walks out of a strip club and thinks the stripper loves him because <laughs> he's wicky. <laughs> think you're gonna say that? <laughs> Beep. Because <laughs> he because he read her a poem. <laughs> but it, it, it's 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 we're going to talk a little bit about real estate just to help people, right? Yeah, we no, want to help people. We definitely got to talk Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. Yeah. This, you know, but honestly, real estate gets so boring, right? It's the same damn right. thing. Yeah. You like, watch it on freaking YouTube and all that. Oh, yeah. what's freaking interest rate? Oh, how's inflation? Oh, how's up market, up market, down market. We're bringing people in that you would want to meet and you'd want to sit and listen to. 
and we're gonna we're with you. We're just we're gonna drill them. And, and I think what my I think the the quote unquote boring parts will be we're sort of like we'll be passing, and it'll kind of come from me because I think in the midst of the podcast, um, every episode I'm planning on asking like sort of what I'd consider from my position like a naive but want to know question. You know, yep. we don't have to go into the high weeds of it, but you know, for instance. Um, uh, I might do a little bit of work in, like, I talked to Paul at one point. We talked about investment properties in New York and me buying up north in the cabin and stuff. And I think some of those ones from a standpoint of, um, with a little bit of knowledge that it's going to come that we can talk about um, some interesting that, things that way for, like, I hate to say, like, somebody from a standpoint outside looking in, some simple ones. Yep. I don't think, I think you're right. We don't want to get in the high weeds of it because that becomes uh, a YouTube tutorial. We don't want to do that. But I think, um, every episode, I kind of might have a, is this something that's kind of, uh, you know, the, the, what something that might be trending or even looking at the overall broad trends of the market in passing. That's that's fair. I mean, we've yeah, and bring in some lenders that actually are fun and funny and talk about, you know, what rates are doing up and down, what's going to happen. And we're going to share our hardships, our losses. So hopefully people can avoid what we've gone through. And that's a huge part of it. I think, you know, essentially, um, if, if you can do a podcast on any level um, and you can do it with, you know, essentially, you know, a sense of, uh, I guess, a little bit of, you know, empathy and sort of like be open about it, that's, that resonates. I think people can see right through this. I'm, I'm excited for that. I think anybody that sits in that fourth chair or fifth or sixth, however we do it, yep. we can go up to eight if we want to get a real crazy one going. But um, I think, they are not going to be able to. Howard Stern. They're not going to be booked. They're, they're not going to be able to avoid. You're in the vibe of this. They're they're going to be your guests, and I think what comes up, I think it'll always be circling around somehow to um, how you got there, what you did, and so it's, uh, you know, I'm pretty stoked. I think it's I think this is a good platform, and I think you can, um, you know, cover it. The, let's go over the the last part because I got to feel obligated to finish the last part is uh, gossip. Yeah. We're, Lots of gossip. We're we're over fifty now, and we just don't care. And oh so, yeah. So we we've got. Are we talking local gossip that will ruin lives. I don't know about ruin because we won't gossip about something that's not truthful. No. Local gossip that's truthful that will ruin lives. <laughs> he's pushing. <laughs> he's trying hard. Uh, <laughs> and he's I don't. The ground rules. <laughs> I I don't mind starting to gossip. Even about us and in terms of the reality, because I mean, yeah. we, we there's more gossip about him and I than anything else. in I think this town about real estate. Yeah. And, and that's OK, because we're vulnerable. We're open. We, we we've been there. We've gone through some of the most difficult times in life. I mean, I've gone through it from a, being sick in terms of car accident. I've gone from a financial disaster Vacation. to rebuild. Yeah. And, and to me now, it's 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 our voice. It's our time now. Was your financial also two thousand eight nine? Or absolutely, no? mine too. And so we have a commonality. I've got a really um, mine's actually um, uh, one I'll jump in on, but it's actually the back end of uh, all that went on. But mine was kind of more of an American greed story with a partner taking six mil. And so it's uh, he had a lot of money, yeah. And it, it was it was seven years and ends up that's the cliff notes. He ends up in seven years uh, uh, penitentiary. But I think we. That's a that's a that's a two hour podcast probably with a special guest to kind of go. Yeah, we lost a lot of money on that. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. mine yeah. is mine, and we'll go over. But you know, I, I'm fortunate. I had one in 2000, divorce. I had one in 2008, divorce, and the collapse of the economy. That was a good one. You love that. <laughs> yeah, both of them. <laughs> and um, great year. Yeah. Oh, it was unbelievable. It's uh, but resilience gets Always us to where we're at. 
and it's, it's not too long after. I'm not putting a time frame on it, but it's usually not too long after that you get that overwhelming um, perspective on it. And, and you would not have somebody take away from me, even that gnarly story, the 2008-9, it fundamentally makes me who I am today. So um, I'm not who I can be today without having that. So I couldn't take it back. No, I agree with you. I mean, it changed my life completely. I mean, I went bankrupt and moved out of my house. So that's a whole other story we can talk about. It's all the way. Yeah, it's, it's I went the, all the way. It's all the way. So, yeah. uh, but I'm lucky my wife stayed with me and we had our third child at that time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kudos. Kimmy's very strong. I just happened to be with somebody who was not strong. Any adversity, it's goodbye. And we were in, you know, we were in the newspapers. And Fuck I, the Sentinel. And I, well, um, I did this on my other podcast. I quote that. They can go suck, I suck my balls. I think it's, let's all agree, they'll never be a sponsor and fuck the same. Yeah. <laughs> except for Coors Light. Like episode 17, I think, is fuck the same. <laughs> yeah. They still call us for advertising. I, I, yeah, I can't believe that I just shit. laugh. I, I tell them, go read the paper. You know, every fake news you can imagine is in that paper. And then what we'll do is we'll kind of boogie on out of here right now. But I want to do yep. um, for this one, I think that's a great start. You know, it's like I figure if I'm interested. I'm sitting right fucking here. Um, it's an interesting concept for a podcast. I'm stoked to be here. And I think this will be fun, especially with the interjection of guests. But before we go, yes. um, I think we'll do a little tiny bit of business at the end. Is yep. um, Can uh, I just interrupt you super quick? Course, and I'm so right. sorry. I know it's open. But Paul is an international underwear supermodel. Are we just not? I mean – Versace, we all know what Paul did with Versace. Oh, and yeah. I just, I mean, people want to know, and maybe it's a separate episode where we can actually interview Paul because, I mean, I. Do you make fun of Paul or interview Paul? <laughs> I think those go hand in hand. You better bring in a lot more, more people. <laughs> can people call in? We're going to need backup. <laughs> You're going to need a lot of backup. <laughs> what are you getting at, Brian? Well, I, I, I don't know. I, he I, wants I, to know. I, I, I mean, the reality is part of the episode was, 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 was the sacks and, were you having it, Paul? You got no. uh, you know, the fifth. Can oh, you, oh, any airplane oh, stories? I mean, is there anything oh, you want to share with us, Paul? No. I think we need to. I'm going to trump you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, Paul, not this episode. There you go. Okay. <laughs> we need a lot more time. I think actually it's going to be easier to break it down by. Um, we'll do it. By Years. State. By, by, <laughs> I'm going to break the windows down by covers. Men's health. Um, oh, so there we'll, you go. We'll go by covers. And Co we'll, covers, and we'll do a, we'll do that time frame around that cover and all the debauchery around that cover photo, <laughs> and we'll post it on the podcast episode. In fact, we should talk about what it's called, Paul. Two guys in real estate dot com. Two guys in real estate dot com. That is the number two guys in real estate dot com. Yeah, that you know how to segue. That was he's pretty tight. good at that stuff. That was good. So just he's been practicing. Remember the one thing you've done it twice. Do it one more time. See two guys in real estate.com. Two guys in real And then your I think you're are you simply you're at I'm, Paul Locatelli I'm, on Instagram. Is that your best social? What social? Best social? Yeah, it's Paul Locatelli. Yep. Or we might bring local TV back. We'll see. See, local TV gets away with a lot of shit. So it depends on which one I got to be on. And I guess man, I really wanted to get to this earlier. Um, <laughs> But I think the mystery should continue. This whole real Panamanian thing. Oh, fuck. Um, he thinks Considering that our whole relationship started very tense because the first three times I talked to him, I called him a Pomeranian. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's a little koala dog. A fun. Yeah. The little white dogs, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. And, and, and I think, Brian, at one point, I heard him whisper, like, fuck this guy. 
and it is an interesting story, yeah. and I am 100% real Panamanian. Oh, here we go. I just don't believe it. They're, trust me, he's not. He thinks he is. Yeah, because I even, I even queued one up, and I feel, now. I'm not even going to play it now. I, had some, yeah. I didn't know which way we're going, so I respectfully. He needs to show the flag. I think we should start videotaping this shit, too. Yeah. I do have the flag that was sitting in front of the White House of Panama. Do you recognize this song? This is unbelievable. Let's just take a moment, everybody. Oh, do, no. Do here we go. Do you recognize this song? Nobody recognizes this song. Nobody knows this song. It sounds you like wanna dance with me, Lope? It sounds like nothing to me. It sounds like Brian, a couple I, lo- I love you because we're gonna get down to the bottom of Paul. I it's love feeling, it. I, I do feel like we're on the edge of some cultural appropriation that I may not be comfortable <laughs> with. But uh, let's get out of here, guys. Um, and so your social best social. Mine is uh, Paul Me- Paul Locatelli's. Go to his social media. So Brian T. Diego, a real Panamanian, which is a brand, his social media handle is at Paul Locatelli. That's a weird fucker right there. Let's get out of here, boys. That was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Love that.